Uniqueness is your superpower. After a successful but unfulfilling career in tech, I set off to uncover what makes people successful and satisfied. I discovered the systems of astrology and human design, studied and applied them for years, and exchanged my nine to five for the entrepreneur's adventure. Now I share insight from the cosmic cutting edge. This podcast is for ambitious people ready to use their unique genius to create wealth, positive impact, and personal fulfillment. We'll talk personal branding, business, and leadership. Time to be courageous and seen. Let's reach for the stars. Hello, welcome back to the Cosmic Queen podcast. I am so excited for today's conversation. I'm nice and cozy. I've got a cup of tea and a big comfy blanket here. Hello, YouTube. You can actually see me. (laughs) But everyone else on the podcast, just imagine we are cozied up and we are going to talk about human design. Okay. So for human design, I like to always give people a place to start. Because if you're like me, when you first came to this system, you thought to yourself, golly gee, Hosafat, what is going on there? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's crazy. Like it just looks crazy. It looks like a giant puzzle of shapes and numbers and words and lingo. And it's very confusing and uh, it can feel often very overwhelming. So a lot of people, you know, they want to learn about their human design. They're interested in it. But by the time they actually get to starting to go down the rabbit hole, it's like, which even rabbit hole do I start with here? You know, it's too much. So In today's podcast, I'm going to give you a really great rundown of the big three and where to get started with knowing and starting to really not just know the information, but starting to comprehend and utilize your human design. This is not going to be a human design history lesson. That's for another episode. I think it would be really cool to do that, um, and I will. But today is more about, okay, what is, what's the major terminology that I need to know? I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be an expert tomorrow, but where do I actually start? So we're going to get to the big three. So if you are at all familiar with astrology, you will understand the big three concept. So it's the idea that, you know, yes, we have very complex, it's a complex system. Uh, We have, you know, all these different planets, all of these different placements, and it's all based on your time of birth. So where do you start? In astrology, the big three is the sun, moon, and rising. And I like to say here at Cosmic Queen, we we work with the big four. So we work with the midheaven as well. Sun, moon, rising, midheaven. In astrology, let's go with another big three. So we've got type, authority, and profile lines. So I'm going to go through each one of those. Often people will say type, strategy, and authority, but I'm going to give you my big three and why and what this terminology really means so that as you're diving into your human design body graph or human design birth chart, you could also say you understand a bit of it before you start diving in. Okay. So in human design... What is human design, first of all? I'm just going to give you a really brief intro. Human design is a system of personality and energy. If you want to just wrap it all in a nice, neat little package, that's what it is. It's a system of personality 
and looking at the placement of the planets at the moment that you were born, which helps us to understand the varying and complicated and often opposite aspects of your personality that harmonize so perfectly and imperfectly and perfectly into you as a whole. It's a system of personality because you're looking at how you react in different situations. So the different planets can, you know, say, oh, this is how this person, you know, reacts when they're under stress, or this is how someone reacts in a relationship, or this is how someone wants to receive love, right? And so these are all different aspects of our personality that are very deeply important and which profoundly come together to harmonize for your whole. And then it's also a system of, of energy, And when I say energy, I literally mean energy. When I talk about energy, you know, it's not, it's not like a vague concept. It's like when you wake up, you say, do I have energy or not? Right? You know what that means. We all know what that means. And so human design shows us where we have, you know, energy for certain things. Some of that energy might be the energy of our willpower to push through. Some of that energy, um, like what comes from the root center is what we call get up and go energy. So, you know, how much get up and go energy do you have at any particular time or situation? And then there's emotional energy. There's emotional energy as well from the solar plexus. And then there's creative energy. So there's lots of different types of energy. So energy could mean literally physical energy, you know, feeling energized. It can also mean the vibe of your energy. So are you more of a representative leader or do you have more of a queen king kind of dictatorial uh, aspect of your personality and your energy? How do people feel when you walk in a room? How do people want to interact with you that's going to have a successful outcome for you? That's all about energy and vibe and it's all there in the human design, which is really, really incredible. So it's a system of energy and a system of personality. Now, let's get into the big three. Let's get into big, I could go on so many tangents here. Like I can feel my brain is like, ooh, let's go over here and talk about the history or let's talk about the structure of the body graph. No, no, gotta (laughs) hold those for other podcasts. So we'll come back to those, don't you worry. But today let's talk about the big three. So number one, of the big three that you need to know when you're starting to work with your human design is type. So often people say type, strategy, authority. Type and strategy are combined. Those are both like you have a certain strategy because of your type. So those are the same thing essentially. And when we say type, here's what we mean. We mean aura type. So there are five different types in human design. One of them is a hybrid type, but there are four different aura types. I can just feel everyone right now wanting to take notes. If you can take notes, great. If you can't, don't worry. What needs to sink in will sink in. What doesn't, doesn't. Um, you can be a projector, a manifester, a generator, a reflector, or the hybrid type manifesting generator. Now, people even in human design don't agree on this, okay? Some people in human design, uh, in the human design expert world, would say that there are only four types. And so sometimes you might read that if you come across it. Don't panic, don't worry. It is a difference of interpretation and opinion. There are four different ways that the aura works, but this hybrid type, the manifesting generator, 
is unique enough in my view to make it a fifth type. So I sit in the camp of people that says there are five types in human design. It probably also helps that I am a manifesting generator and I coach a lot of manifesting generators and generators and there are major differences between them. Some people like to say manifesting generator is a subtype of generator. I disagree. I think they are, it is a hybrid type. It is a mix of manifester and generator, but it is its own thing entirely. So, so your aura type, what this is all about so that you understand the lingo and you know how to kind of start studying for yourself. Why you want to know your aura type is because this is all about how your energy interacts with the world. So we have an energetic field, like science has proven this, right? Whether you believe it emanates from the, you know, electromagnetics of the heart or whatever, wherever it comes from, we don't entirely get it, but we all have an energetic field. It's about six to eight feet away from our body. In the human design system, our understanding of the energetic field is that it has a bit of a shape and it has a bit of a way of working. I call it aura mechanics. And so each one of those five types that I mentioned has its own unique aura mechanics. So the projector has a focused and penetrating aura. The manifester has a closed and repelling aura. Generators and manifesting generators have an open and welcoming aura. <clears throat> Excuse me and reflectors have a sampling aura. So they all have these, you know, lots of lingo, lots of lingo here, but we all have a different way that our aura interacts with other people's energy. And you can just feel that. I mean, anyone who, you know, works in an office or whatever, it, when you're in the room, right? Or if you're in a room with your friends and a new friend comes in, they bring with themselves a vibe. They bring with themselves an energy. And once you really start paying attention and knowing what the human design type is for your friends and family, you will start to notice this and you will start to feel like, ah, okay, okay. So this open, welcoming, big energy that often comes with generators and manifesting generators, this uh, intimate and deeply connected energy that comes from projectors where they want to have those like private, intimate conversations where they want to go deep with someone. Like you can really feel that. With the manifester, you can feel that they're the ones bringing the sizzle, the lightning, the change, the disruption as they come in. And it's always exciting, right? And for some people, it's like, yes, I love it. And for some people, it's like, ooh, oh, ah, I don't know if that's for me, right? So everyone has their own unique vibe and energy, but it starts with your aura type. So you want to investigate and start learning more about your type and your strategy so you can understand how to move in the world, how to interact with people in a way that is going to essentially get you what you want, but truly like support you and help you to achieve what you want to achieve. So um, <clears throat> the strategy, the strategy of each aura type um, is connected to the aura type. So projectors strategy very famously is called waiting for the invitation. So the whole idea, I'm going to oversimplify this because we can go into lots more detail on all this stuff. But the idea is that if you have a penetrating and focused aura that wants to go deep one-to-one -one with people, that in order for you to be able to give your wisdom and guide people and advise them, which is what projectors are really famously known for doing very well, that energy needs to be invited. 
you can just imagine, right? And you've probably experienced what it's like to be on the receiving end of someone telling you and giving you advice and direction when you didn't ask for it, right? I think we all, <laughs> we all know what this feels like and it's not fun and it can be very annoying, right? And what's, what's your kind of, what's your reaction going to be to that, right? So if someone's giving you advice and giving you direction and you didn't ask for it, your reaction is going to be to push back, ignore the advice, or just be like, you know, stop telling me what to do, right? There's kind of a spectrum of reactions that you could go to. None of them is particularly positive. And so imagine if you are a projector, you think you're helping, you're giving advice, the person didn't ask for it, but you just know, you can see that you have the answer for them. You're telling them the direction that they should go and what they should do, and they should listen to you, but they're not listening to you. And it's so frustrating because this always happens. And oh my gosh, right? And so it's all, all of this kind of whirlwind of negative energy is happening because this projector didn't follow their strategy for how their aura works in a successful way. If that projector in this imaginary scenario had waited for the invitation, which is their strategy, then once they are invited in, if they were invited in by that person, be like, oh my God, I'm so lost. Can you just, what do you think? What do you think I should do next? And they're like, oh, I thought you'd never ask, right? And then they give, give the guidance. That guidance is going to be so much better received. They're not going to have wasted their breath and wasted their time. And everyone walks away from the interaction feeling great, uplifted, motivated, inspired. It's like, yes, somebody saw my wisdom and asked for it. And then the person on the other side is saying, oh my gosh, I asked for help and I received it. Yes, we're all good, right? That's what we want. So following, I just use that as a, as a quick example of how following your strategy is a deeply important thing for you to do. It's not always easy because of something we call conditioning in human design. Conditioning is a process of socialization that we go through in our lives, often uh, primarily referring to when we were children, right? And we learn as we're children through this process of so socialization to be and act and prioritize and do our lives in a certain way that's going to get approval from whoever was socializing us, right? And so that conditioning can often be against our natural strategy and our natural way that our aura works, unless we happen to be, you know, uh, parented or socialized by someone who was exactly the same of, as we are, which is highly, highly unlikely. So, <laughs> and, and chances are that they were socialized by their parents, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see how conditioning can kind of get in the way, but human design is this incredible system of starting to learn our natural way, our natural personality, our natural energy flow and strategy so that we can support ourselves and our dreams. So that is type. Now let's go on to the second one of the big three in human design, authority. So I love talking about authority because a lot of times what people come to me with is uh, overwhelm and confusion. 
This is actually in my human design. So I tend to attract people who are in emotional crisis or feeling overwhelmed or confusion about their direction in life. And that's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help with that. It's all in my human design. It's all in my astrology. It's like clear as day. I love it. So authority is one of my favorite tools or parts of the human design body graph that can really help with these things. So authority is a term, a human design term that we use to mean decision-making process. So people say you, you should follow your authority. You need to listen to your authority. You need to follow your authority. And it's an in, inner process that happens that uh, other people don't see, but you feel. And what's important when you're learning about what your um, authority is, by the way, there are seven, <laughs> there are seven different authorities. So not everyone is the same, right? So when you learn your authority, your decision-making process, what's important is for you to start practicing with it and start to uh, really get into the body because the authority is always a body thing. Get into the body and get into feeling what a aligned decision feels like in your body and being able to identify that quickly, you know, and also getting into and feeling what an unaligned decision feels like in your body and what that feels like and being able to identify that quickly. And you can imagine when you have a, a process for decision making that you know works for you and you're listening to the process and you know what a yes feels like and you know what a no feels like or you know what you know you can feel the answer inside of you how much faster you're going to move from confusion to clarity in your life it is like it is incredible it, this is one of my favorite things in human design this is one of the most powerful parts that I learned about in my human design that made a massive change in my life because I have what I call emotional authority. So I'll use this just as an example here. So like I said, there are seven different types of authority and they all work differently. They're, they all involve a different process. So I have emotional authority. This is um, the, how do I say, this is the one that, that, most people have. I don't know if that makes sense. So if you look at like statistically and you broke it down, the it's not that the majority of people have it, but out of the authorities, this is the most common one, I guess would be a good way of saying it. So emotional authority means that you have a defined solar plexus. Uh, this is all connected to the chakra system, the Hindu chakra system, right? So the solar plexus is the emotional center in human design. And it means that that is always on for you. And it's your center, which helps you to make healthy, aligned decisions. And what you're supposed to do when you come across a major life decision or even a minor decision, but really think about this for major decisions, you are supposed to tap into how you're feeling emotionally. When you tap into how you're feeling emotionally, you will recognize where you are on the scale. I like visuals, right? I'm a, I'm a visual kind of person. I understand things through kind of mind pictures. So imagine you have a scale on one end, it's, you know, you're feeling extremely low, you know, about yourself, about the world. It's a low vibe. And then on the other hand, you are feeling ecstatic. <laughs> you're like, wee, <laughs> everything's great. Sunshines and rainbows and unicorns. Uh, so you have this scale. You are always somewhere on that scale. And for people who have emotional authority, uh, they are at the ends of the scale, uh, probably more often than everyone else. They have more extreme emotions. So high highs and low lows. 
Um, yes, that is true for me. Absolutely. And for so much of my life, I thought that this, this was wrong. I thought this, is, this was a problem with me that I was such an emotional person and I hid it and I pushed it down. And there was a period in my life where I didn't cry for about 10 years. And I was really proud of that. Meanwhile, I'm experiencing panic attacks, anxiety, depression, all of these things because I'm not allowing my emotions to come out. Right. But discovering I was emotional authority was so freeing because what it does is it says, you know what, that big major life decision, you should wait to make that. You should not push yourself to find clarity on something when you are feeling a high high or a low low. You should wait and ride the wave. That's our human design terminology. Ride the emotional wave until you reach a point of neutrality, emotional neutrality about that decision. So when you get to that point and it feels different for everyone, like I said, we ha have to practice this to really start to understand how your personal process feels and looks. For me, it feels like a Rubik's cube. You know, when you're doing a Rubik's cube, you're trying to solve this puzzle and get all the colors to line up on, you know, on all the sides, right? Um, there's a point where it's very subtle and there's this like, you kind of get to this point where it's the final click. And when the Rubik's cube clicks into the final position, then everything falls into place and everything is clear and it's all, it's like a sense of relief. That's how I feel when I have allowed myself to ride the wave of my emotions and I finally reach a neutral place where the clarity pops in and I know what the decision is that I need to make. I know if it's a yes, if it's a no, et cetera, et cetera. It's subtle, but it's like, ah, it's like this release, like this click of the Rubik's cube into place. It's gonna feel different for everyone because there are different types of emotional waves, but for me, that's how it feels. So knowing that this is my natural decision-making process has been incredibly useful for me and has stopped me from rushing in to situations and decisions that I am not yet ready for. I used to, because I have a history of, of people pleasing. I mean, I have Libra South Node, I'm a Libra Sun, and this is a kind of darker ass, or should I say, shadow aspect of people pleasing and of Libra specifically, could be trying to make people happy with your decision making, right? And so I had to unlearn that and to recognize that, okay, someone might want me to decide right now and rush me into decision and try to make me excited about something. But actually what I need to do is let myself feel the decision through all of the different emotional levels and emotional threads. And then finally, when I do have that clarity and I'm feeling more in a neutral point, I'll know what the right decision for me is. It has saved me so much wasted time and energy that I used to waste in my 20s and my teens knowing this. So I really encourage you to learn your authority in human design, which one is yours, and start practicing with it and seeing what it feels like in the body. Because decision making in human design is always in the body. It's not a logical process. Therefore, it requires us to be more attuned to how we feel and much more attuned to the the vibrations, the frequencies, all of the things that are going on in our body. It's intuition is going to guide you right 
every single time and it is not a logical process. So we have to unlearn the logical process of decision making that we have been conditioned to do because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for us. All right. So last but not least, are you ready? Last but not least um, for our big three in human design is the profile lines. So the profile lines in human design Oh, like so, so much fun. I love talking about the profile lines. We will do a whole episode on this, I promise. Probably an episode on each one, to be honest. But the profile lines in human design are consistently one of the favorite things that people tell me they love to learn about in my courses. I teach a human design course and a certification as well. um, And people love it because it's archetypal. People love archetypes because it helps to boil down complex ideas and personality traits into an easily understandable, you know, archetype, Um, but also because it's so actionable. So if anyone out here is an entrepreneur, is a career oriented person, is ambitious and wanting to create something in some way and wants to have a personal brand, listen up. This is where we get to the juicy. Okay. So profile lines, there are six different profile lines in human design and they are numbered very simply one through six and they each hold a name and like an archetype. Um, How I would describe what they are, the profile lines really reveal what drives you both, both consciously because you have a conscious number and subconsciously because you have a subconscious number in life and work. So when people come and they say, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I want to do. We look at the profile lines and type as well. And if someone says, I want to have a personal brand, what is the vibe of my personal brand? We look at the profile lines. If someone says, what is my life purpose? I don't really know what I'm here to do. We look at the profile lines. If someone says, all right, I'm, I'm struggling to market myself, uh, present myself, express myself. We look at the profile lines. Are you sold yet? Are you excited? Okay. <laughs> so with the profile lines, I'll run through the names of them really quickly. I won't run through the meanings because I'd like to keep these episodes short and sharp. But the first profile line, number one, is called the investigator. They love to get to the bottom of things. The second profile line is called the hermit. An alternative name for this is the natural. They are highly creative and very talented. And they kind of have their own unique genius that they need to uncover. Number three is called the martyr. I like to call it the explorer, which I think is more descriptive and actually makes a lot more sense. But it's called the martyr traditionally, and they love to try things for themselves. And they're here to try a bunch of things and fail a bunch of times and figure it all out. Then you've got the fourth line. The fourth line is the opportunist, could also be called the networker. This is the person who is here to work with very specific people. And they really thrive when they are connected to the right people. Then we have the fifth line. The fifth line is the heretic, but often people call it the hero as well. The fifth line loves to solve problems for people and loves to save them. Then last but not least, we have the sixth line. The sixth line is called the role model. 
And the six line people love to refine things and make them the best that they can be for the good of the whole. So I love to talk about the profile lines. They are deeply profound, deeply specific, and they're very important to your brand. I would say that when you're from a big three perspective, when you're getting started working with the profile lines, focus on the conscious line first. A lot of us get very carried away focusing on the subconscious line. Of course, it's subconscious. We want to know what we don't know. Um, but work work on the conscious line because this is really the the forefront of your brand, your personal brand, what people want to receive from you, what people feel from you, what you kind of lead with. I mentioned that the profile lines really reveal our inner drives. The inner drive of the conscious line is in the driver's seat. Like it is the thing that is pulling you towards your purpose and your destiny. So I'm excited for you to uncover all of this and start learning more about yourself. If you work with these big three, you will have three of the major elements of your human design just there for you to get guidance from, get advice from, be inspired by immediately. So you want to learn about your aura type, right? Your aura type and strategy, which is how your energy interacts with the world. You want to learn about your authority, which is your best decision-making process. And you want to learn about your profile lines, which are what drive you consciously and subconsciously in life and work and really help to represent your brand. And on that note, <laughs> excuse me, on that note, um, I encourage you to go and discover and to go and explore. And I have lots of resources for you to do this with. So check out me on social media, on all the platforms. I'm at Cosmic Queen HQ. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, you know, all of the places. And you'll see tons of free content uh, follow and like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can get the latest updates. You can get all of the episodes um, straight to your devices and sign up to my email list because I'm always dropping the latest and greatest in the cosmic cutting edge. And if you want to learn human design, if you are ready to, you're like, I'm in, this is it. This is amazing. I need to know more because there is so much more Then I highly encourage you to message me and my team on social media and let me know what you're interested in. And I'm sure we've got a course for it. I have an overall massive human design course, which is 15 uh, weeks long. It is so comprehensive. It will get you to a place where you really can speak the language. You can look at a body graph and understand so much about yourself. And you can also start to support other people. My human design course has coaches and mentors in mind. So it's really helping you to help others with your knowledge, your insight, and your interpretation of the human design system. Plus I have a So check all of that out. Lots of goodies for you. And as I always say, keep reaching for the stars.